Okay, what's your name? My name's Ian Lewis, and I'm the founder and CEO of Giant Margarita. Okay, you're based in? Based in Hobart in Tasmania. Awesome. Okay, tell me about your studio. And I think you've been doing this for some years, right? Yeah, we've been doing this for some time now. Um, our studio actually came about of the fact that we're university lecturers, and we had students who... Um, were studying to do game development with us and we wanted to show them that it was possible, we'd been telling them that it was possible to um, make games anywhere in the world um, but it hadn't really happened in Tasmania yet except for one other small group of people uh, called Secret Lab and we wanted to show the students that it was possible um, so the way to do that, the easiest way to do that was actually to do it ourselves as a starting point. So we started Giant Margarita. Um, with how, many, how much was the upfront course? A starting a business, we just started it as a sole trader to begin with, so the upfront cost is only like $100 or something. It's not very much at all. Started from the house? Um, started from the house, very yeah. much. Um, and we, we still work remotely from each other's houses. We don't have a fixed location. We have worked out of a co-working space in the past called Enterprise, um, but we've come back. Uh, we have a symbiotic relationship with the university, so um, Giant Margarita does events uh, at the University of Tasmania, um, we often offer student projects at the University of Tasmania, um, and we have a, a research space there that um, Giant Margarita does weekly streams out of, um, but it's all kind of mixed together, um, and uh, the actual work that Giant Margarita does, we do um, separately uh, in our own homes. Okay, tell me about how old is it? Like so Giant Margarita is nine years old um, nine just years recently. Um, we'd been making a game uh, for at least a year before Giant Margarita was founded. We just didn't have a name as a studio. Um, but when we were getting close to releasing that game, um, we realised we needed to actually have a, a company name or a business name at that point. And then um, Giant Margarita was the name we came up with. Um, and so, um, we, yeah, so we've been making games commercially for a bit more than 10 years, but the um, business has been around for nine. So how many games have you had? And give me some of your popular titles. Um, so the first game we released was a mobile game called uh, Save the Teenies, um, and that was a collaboration between uh, me, Christy, uh, Christy DeSalis uh, as a university lecturer as well, uh, and four students. Only uh, one of the students made it all the way to the end of that um, uh, process and that was Lindsay Wells he also now works at the university um, so that was Save the Teenies uh, then we got a group of students uh, together who were all doing their PhDs uh, in uh, game related uh, disciplines and uh, we made a game in a game jam which is a short um, uh, a short sprint of trying to get some work done so just 48 hours we tried to make a game from scratch um, and we had a group of people over to play that game. Uh, we enjoyed it and we decided we then wanted to turn that into a real title. That game was called Party Golf. Uh, and that was the first one we launched for consoles. So we launched that for Steam and PlayStation and then ported it uh, to Nintendo Switch, then Xbox. Uh, and we made a sequel to that game called Party Crashes, uh, which is a fast-paced racing game um, in the same vein as Party Golf with lots of uh, customization, fun, neon colours, all that kind of stuff. Um, and we did that as a student project, um, so we got a group of students uh, as part of their degree to make that game, uh, and we went through the process of developing that and releasing that uh, simultaneously for um, Switch, PlayStation and Steam. Um, and a student who came through that process with us still works with us. Um, uh, he's been, uh, she has been uh, involved with the development of Party Poppers as well, uh, and um, 
so Party Poppers is the most recent game, but there was one in between called Squidgy's Takeover, which was a redevelopment of our original uh, game of Save the Teenies. Okay, tell so, me, like, what do you do? Like, you are the ideas guy, or you you draw the characters out. What, how do you guys do this work? Yeah, basically, yep. yeah. When we're really small, you often end up being a bit of a generalist, so you do a fair bit of different parts uh, of of the games. In general, I've um, been the person who has been coming up with the ideas that we're working on. Um, in terms of art, we tend to work uh, with... Um, uh, you outsource? Yeah, so we work with local um, people uh, in Tasmania to... Um, do you use Blender? Like, what do you use? So most... We have used Blender, mm. so we use that for party crashes. Um, to do a lot of our art, we use... Um, when we're outsourcing, we're using uh, Illustrator there, or we're using... Uh, when we do our in-house stuff, we use Inkscape. Um, we even use things like Paint.net, which is just a fancy version of uh, Paint. Uh, we use GIMP. Um, uh, to do a lot of that 2D art, and the, the main development environment we use is Unity, and we bring all that art into Unity. Um, so I'm typically um, the creative lead in these games, but uh, inherently I'm just a programmer, um, just like the other members of the team. So I do a lot of programming for these games. Um, I do the business development side and things as well, but we have a producer, Christy, um, and she's the one who sets our deadlines and makes sure we actually manage to release things as well. So you use what coding, like what, uh, Swift? Um, so in um, in Unity, the uh, programming language is C-sharp. Mm -hmm. um, so when we've done mobile um, programming in the past, um, we use Unity for that as well. And Unity has a powerful translation engine that turns it into what's um, going to be native on uh, mobile phones. So we just do everything in C-sharp. Okay, great. Next question is, mm -hmm. um, basically, right, once you do a game, it's already up and running, and you've gone, given it to the beta testers, blah, 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 mm -hmm. you're going to launch, and then you want to sell. So Xbox, you said you, uh, you, you've pr promoted the games in this kind of platform. It's not easy to get them to look at you. So what was your go-to? <laughs> yeah, so when we were making Party Golf, that was the point we were moving from mobile to console. Um, so we decided to do a Kickstarter campaign um, to begin with for just a small amount of money and, and we actually came over to PAX Australia with the intent of trying to get uh, attract some attention from some publishers. Um, we had absolutely no idea how to do that. We just came to PAX Australia and our dream was to get PlayStation development kits to be able to put our game on PlayStation. Um, we've gone through some early stages of um, reaching out to PlayStation, you do that um, just through a, a sign-up process, uh, but didn't know what we were doing, and there was a secret Sony representative here, a great guy uh, uh, called Spencer, who didn't have any PlayStation um, signage on himself or anything yeah. else, and he just came and watched people play our game, uh, and came up and um, asked us if we, he said, I really like your game, would love to have you on PlayStation, is there anything you need? So we just asked him for development kits and he sorted that out for us, got us through the starting process and was a great advocate for us while he worked at Sony. Oh my gosh, sure, so luck, luck, is that? It felt like luck, absolutely. We'd built a game that was great, but we were there, um, we had no plan, we didn't know how to contact Sony. Sony came to us in that circumstance and so they were our first platform that we worked with. And we uh, loved that man, uh, We gave him. I gave him a big hug on the floor because <laughs> I'm a really professional guy. Um, and. Uh, that was how we got started. And if he hadn't have come and um, played our game, it's not clear we would have done, been able to do any of the other steps that we've done. Okay, can you give me, let's take a step back. So Kickstarter campaign, how much did you get and what did you use that money for? So it was a relatively small amount of money. Um, 
15, 16, 17 thousand dollars. I can't remember the exact number. Um, we were using that number. Uh, we thought we might have to pay for development kits, so that was part of that number, but we didn't have to. Um, and so we used that number for um, creating um, some marketing um, assets um, and for paying, uh, you know, subcontracting out um, artwork uh, to uh, a a lady called Christiane King who works uh, in, in Hobart, who now works for another company called Procreate, which is a relatively famous company. Yeah, I know that company. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. so they're Tasmanian based as well. They yeah. started in a house, in a single house in Tasmania, um, and uh, they've now got a far fancier office and everything, and now she works there because she's a great and talented artist. Um, so she did our art development for us. Um, I honestly can't remember what else we spent that money on because it was nine years was ago. Was it to come here with the um, backs? So when we, yeah. we hadn't, we did the Kickstarter campaign across us coming to PAX. Um, so while we are at PAX, we were advertising our Kickstarter campaigns. We hadn't got any Kickstarter money then. So we just self-funded coming to PAX. We just paid oh. for that ourselves with the hope. Were you having jobs, day jobs then? Yeah, so we were still already working at the university. Um, oh, so, we've, so this was a night thing. Yeah, oh. and um, our company very much is still a night thing. Mm -hmm. um, we um, do this on the side because we have a love for this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, um, but we all have day jobs. Um, we're most of us are university lecturers or university, university tutors. Um, and so we do this kind of stuff on the side. But we're... We, you, we inform our university work by having being an actual real-world practitioner. It really helps us in our university job to talk to people about how do you go through the process of game development. Um, we show people that because we know how to do it. So does the uni did the university get pissed off because you know you're doing like another, another job and some employers are a bit iffy about that because you're, you know you're supposed to be... 100% yeah, focused on them. them. Yeah. Universities are uh, quite different to other uh, employers. We don't have a, a sign. Like a, I know a lot. But of did you have to like tell them? Um, declare something. We uh, didn't ask for permission. Okay. Uh, in, in general, at universities, you don't need to tell people up front if you're doing something. It's perfectly fine to go and do this kind of stuff. It's um, it's supported by the university conceptually, um, but also we didn't 100% know what was allowed and what wasn't allowed, so we didn't ask. Um, we did it, um, became successful enough that then we told them and then they're super happy with everything that we've done and they like to, uh, it's a kind of cross-promotional um, well, thing are, that yeah. happens. They're really happy with what we've done, um, we're really happy to be able to do that kind of stuff under the, the banner of the University of Tasmania as well. Okay, tell me about um, the future. So now you're still a lecturer. Mm -hmm. I think Christy as well, right? Yes, that's correct. So, what is the future hold? Are you going to grow into a juggernaut with giant margarita or it's going to be like this forever? It might be like this forever. It's not clear that we're ever going to have a smash hit game that makes us millions of dollars. Um, how much is it ranking in right now? Like, how much does it make on top of your day job? If you can tell, if you can't I, I tell... Can't, I can't tell you directly because there's, there's NDAs for these kinds of things with oh. all these big companies. They yeah, don't like yeah, you to talk yeah, about yeah. those numbers exactly. Um, but it's not enough um, for us to give up our day jobs. Okay, no so worries. We're, so we're how, not super rich so as how, a result of this. How much, so it's like a passion thing, right? Yes, absolutely. Oh, so it was a dream you... of mine when I was a, a kid to release a video game and releasing party golf on console was when that dream came true. So now are you on leave from uh, the university job? Did you take an annual leave or are you... No, no oh. we, we're here. Um, we've had many conversations with people from a university perspective while we're here as well. Um, so there are other um, academics uh, who are here at PAX uh, just as uh, academics in the game space. Um, 
this is another opportunity for us to um, talk about the University of Tasmania and say all the great work that they do. Um, there's a lot of students here as well who just, uh, because this is over a weekend, they just take a day or two out of their studies uh, and come over to the uh, come over to PAX. Um, we have a lot of students studying games who are here, um, so this is another part of um, showing the students and um, what we do and also having an opportunity to promote Tasmania. Okay, great. So Screen Tasmania, how mm -hmm. does that how did they come into the fix? Um, so, uh, right back in the early days of uh, getting started, um, Screen Tasmania didn't yet have... Um, so they considered games to fall under Screen. Mm -hmm. So it's a form of Screen. Um, they didn't have a games program specifically, um, but we worked with them. Um, they asked us a lot of questions in order to create a program for being able to offer funding to people um, for video games. We do that through our University of Tasmania side. That's part of us trying to help create a games industry in Tasmania, which is our ultimate focus with everything that we do to help other people um, make games in Tasmania as well. And so Screen Tasmania did create um, a uh, process for which you can apply for funding. Um, we got a small amount of funding for Party Golf, um, we, and then since then we've got funding for Party Crashes and they've contributed to Party Poppers. Last year, Screen Tasmania brought a contingent of Tasmanian game developers over, there were seven of us, and they got a big booth for us and we were all uh, under Tasmanian, um, that Tasmanian booth to show off Tasmania and show that that kind of stuff is possible in Tasmania. Um, this year we've got individual booths. Um, with some monetary support from Screen Tasmania to come over and do that. Um, Screen Tasmania themselves are here. Um, so we've got Alex, PJ um, and um, Ollie are over here. Um, and they're supporting all four of the Tasmanian booths that are here this year. Um, and so- That's uh, nice. Yeah, they uh, give us, they, they drop in. If we need a break, uh, they jump in. Um, they've been really helpful in just getting everything uh, supported and ready. And, uh, all of our booths, just like the Melbourne contingent has proudly created in Melbourne, we have Tasmanian written across the top of our booths. Okay, I just have to go back one more yep, question sorry. about Giant Margarita, right? Mm -hmm. How many staff do you have right now? You, Christine, and? Yeah, so it's me, Christy. Um, there's a, another lecturer who isn't here. Um, his name is Lindsay Wells. Um, so uh, we're the three core uh, people who work at the university. Um, a person who is here is Lake Hopkins. Um, she is uh, demoing the game right now on the floor. So just four of you? Um, so yeah, we're the core four. We have a student who's doing some art with us. Um, she's over here as well. She was just attending PAX already as a, as a private citizen, but she's uh, worked on our stand for a little bit. Um, and uh, she's out there wearing our Party Poppers uh, shirt right now. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's just the five of us uh, at the moment, and we tend to be relatively fluid um, between projects as to who works with us and who doesn't. Oh, so, so we give students opportunities to work with us. Do you pay them a stipend or for the interns? Uh, uh, so we, we do it as a um, percentage uh, when we sell the games. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Even the so, others, so you and Christine, all of that get the percentage. That's right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So any new games coming up? Uh, we haven't decided what our next project is after this one. Um, we've had some ideas, but uh, because we've just released it on Steam yesterday and we were trying to re we'll try and release it on PlayStation before the end of the year, uh, we've still got a bit of work to do on this one, even though it's functionally complete. But it's um, whatever our next project is, we're not sure. We still might be um, putting Party Poppers on Switch next year or on Xbox or both. Um, and then uh, we'll come together as a group and try and decide what the next thing is we want to make. You're not taking the bluey route, right? Where you go to cartoon and... 
with the cute little, cute little dinosaurs popping balloons. Uh, I've only just recently started watching Bluey, and I love Bluey. Um, I don't have children, um, but Bluey is a fantastic TV show. Um, we're not planning on going the Bluey route. Uh, I don't oh. think we have the... Um, we're primarily a programming face, uh, a focused team, um, so we don't have uh, on-staff uh, animators um. and artists, so it'll be really hard for us to go the Bluey route. So you will never leave Utah's, right? Basically, it's going to be a side, side, side thing, right? Uh, that's what it feels like for us. Yeah. Uh, we're not, we're not, we didn't do this as uh, a thing to leave the University of Tasmania. Mm. Uh, we did this because in the university context, we're allowed to do this kind of thing. Um, and it was a great way to highlight what's possible in Tasmania. As I said, um, we want to be a beacon for the rest of the industry. Um, when we started doing this, you know, we were the first team from Tasmania to come to PAX and show something. As I said, last year there were seven Tasmanian teams, this year there's four. Um, the industry in Tasmania is growing every year uh, and it's great to have been part of that and to have helped to be able to say to people, look what you can do in Tasmania. Okay, thank you so much for your time. No worries at all, thank okay. you. Awesome. Uh...